0: Well, good morning, Bridge Church. We're so glad that you're joining us for worship this morning. Wherever you are right now, you're probably in your living room, but we just want you to know that we love you, we enjoy worshiping with you, even though we can't see you. We know this, God is good. Come on, let's sing together. When I'm in the roughest water, I won't go under, I won't drown. Over my head I know that you darkness falls, it won't prevail. Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph. Oh my God, we'll never fail. Oh my God, we'll never fail. I'm gonna see your victory. I'm gonna see your victory. What a... together as we sing this blessing over you if you know it sing along That again the Lord bless you and keep you make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord for whoever. Your children and the children and the children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He's with you, he's with you in the morning, in the evening. in the coming and you going and you weeping and rejoicing. To he's for you.
1: Romans 8, 28, we know this, I love that it uses the word know, we know this, that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his plan and purpose. Can I tell you this morning, church, can I remind you this morning that God is faithful, that he is good, that he is for you, and he's not against you, and he's working on your behalf in ways that maybe you don't see. And and here's what I love about blessing. Blessing is like pouring water into a cup. It can only contain so much, and before long, it starts flowing out. It starts overflowing into family, into friends, into the world around you. Into your children and their children and their children for a thousand generations in unmeasurable ways. So, today, whatever life looks like, can I just encourage you let God continue to work on your behalf for your good. He is able to do it, He is so good at it, He is so faithful, He is so good. And right now, in this season, He is working for your good. Let's pray. God, we declare that today, that you are good, that you are faithful. God, we thank you that you want to bless us. We thank you, God, that you are so able to work all things, everything, the good, the bad, everything in between. You're able to work it together for our good and for your glory. So today we just declare that we trust you. We put our lives and everything in it into your hands. And we declare today with everything in us, with our whole heart, with all of our faith, God, that you are faithful, that you are good. From age to age, you never leave us, you never forsake us. So we give you glory and praise and honor and we worship you for it today in Jesus' name right there in your living room. Give God praise in your dining room, wherever you're meeting with your family. Praise God. Worship him this morning because he is worthy. Amen. Amen. We've loved worshiping with you this morning, Bridge Church. We love gathering together even though we're not in person. But we love being able to still gather together. We have an amazing morning planned for you. We want thank you for coming and joining us with the entire family. Even in this season, there's a lot going on here at The Bridge in the life of the church. So together, while you settle in, while you get ready to hear God's word, let's watch church news together.
2: Hey, Bridge family, we are so glad that you were joining us today for Church Online. Before we get into the message, we want to keep you up to date with what's happening in church life during this season. So here's a look at what's going on over the next few days here at The Bridge. Make your plans to log on and be with us.
0: If you or someone you know is in need of assistance with food during this unusual season, our community care program will continue to distribute food every Sunday at 11 a.m. We wanna do our best to help people who might be in need right here in the Temecula Valley. So be sure to tell your friends or family members who are needing assistance at this time. We also wanna take a moment and say thank you to our amazing community care team who make distribution happen every week. You have been so selfless and flexible during a challenging season and we are grateful for your hearts to serve others. Together, we are making a difference here in the Temecula Valley.
2: Right now, your kids can join our Bridge Kids online service. Just go to our website, thebridgechurch.tv kids. There, your kids can watch this week's online service, plus check out the downloadable activities designed just for them. They can also find it by visiting the Bridge Kids Facebook page. We love your kids and want them to stay connected with God and their church family. Week has arrived and we are so excited to celebrate this special time with you and your family. So starting tomorrow, we will be sharing devotionals each day that will lead us to our Good Friday service online Friday night at 730. In that service, we will be worshiping together and Pastor Gary will be bringing a brief message to help us consider the weight of the cross and the price that Jesus paid for our redemption. We will also be partaking of communion together, so we encourage you to make your preparations Gather your family and join us as we partake of the Lord's Supper together. Then we'll celebrate Christ's resurrection on Easter Sunday morning. We will be streaming our service three times at 8.30, 10, and 11.30. So be sure to spread the word and invite your friends and family to join us online. This Easter may look a little different than previous years, but the cross of Jesus and the empty tomb will never lose their power. We hope you'll join us for Easter weekend online at The Bridge. Hey girls, just because we can't gather in person doesn't mean we can't stay connected. All of our Bridge Women events are still happening at the normally scheduled times just online.
0: So join us this Tuesday at 10 a.m. for our live stream gathering. We can't wait to connect with you then. Also, be sure to follow Bridge Women on Instagram and Facebook because we have devotions and demos and all sorts of ways to stay connected throughout the week. We love you and we're praying for you.
1: Hey Bridge Youth, in this season, while we can't meet physically, we're gonna continue to connect with God and each other. Wednesday nights, we've been doing our online services at 7 p.m. There's been games, worship, messages there's a ton of engagement it's been so much fun be sure to hop on those also we're doing a bunch of stuff through our social media so make sure to follow us on all of our platforms our handle is at bridge yth underscore we are so excited to continue to connect with you through this season we love you and
2: we miss you bridge youth if you want to stay connected and informed be sure to follow us on facebook and instagram this is the easiest way to stay up to date on what's happening as well as see our devotionals throughout the week. You can also stay informed by downloading the Bridge app. Just text the keywords the Bridge Church app to 77977. For more general info, log on to our website theBridgeChurch.tv. bridgechurch.tv. And if you are joining us for the first time and you want to find out more about the church and how you can get connected, we invite you to go to our website or the Bridge app and click on the Connect tab. There you'll find a digital Connect card where we can help you get plugged in. Just take a moment and fill it out and we will be happy to connect with you. Thanks again for joining us today. It's time to get into God's Word. So here's Pastor Gary.
3: Hey, thank you so much for joining us today for Church Sunday Morning Worship at the bridge. We're delighted that you joined us, and we encourage you to gather your family around and maybe get your younger children set up on their own tablets or computers so they can watch the kids' program. Just delighted you joined us today. You know, I've got some things in my heart that I want to share that are specific to the season, but I think they're also specific to the season of life we're living right now. Uh, on the church calendar, this is what we call Palm Sunday we're going to talk about that event from which that name comes in just a few minutes. But, you know, this week is the week that we prepare for Easter. Uh, this coming Friday evening, we've got special Good Friday services planned. We encourage you to join us online. We're going to be commemorating the cross and remembering all that Jesus did for us. We're even going to be taking communion together, and we encourage you to be a part of that. And then next Sunday morning, we've got a great celebration service planned as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus and the hope that we have in Christ. But today, I want to dive into this week, this season from a biblical perspective. We're going to read today in just a moment from Matthew chapter 21. And I want to talk to you today about a place of praise, a place of... praise and we're gonna look at two scenes that happened just a week before Jesus went to the cross actually five or six days before he went to the cross but we're gonna look at two places where praise was so prominent in that day and then we're gonna apply it to our lives today so if you would join me for a moment of prayer right now okay father we thank you today for your goodness thank you for your hand that rests upon us I thank you for every family that right now is making their living room or their dining room or their office a place, a sanctuary, a house of worship. God, we set aside this time to honor you, to worship you, and to hear from you. So speak into our lives what we need to hear today. Let the Holy Spirit take your word and work it deep into our hearts. And we'll thank you for what you do today. In Jesus' name, amen. The first story I want to look at today is really the story from which we get the term Palm Sunday on the calendar of the day. This would have been the day many years ago that they brought Jesus into the city of Jerusalem and a parade developed which initiated what we call Palm Sunday. So I want you to read with me Matthew chapter 21 verse number seven. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, and set him, Jesus, on them. And notice the words here, and put yourself in the picture. Verse 8, And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before Jesus and those who followed after cried out, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Verse 10. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And finally, verse 11. So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Palm Sunday. It comes from... This event, when Jesus entered the city of Jerusalem and his disciples and other followers who knew him well began to throw their clothes into the street in front of Jesus, they pulled branches off of palm trees and laid them in the streets and Jesus then led this parade into the city with his disciples and followers singing out praises, specifically saying, Hosanna! This is the king that God has promised. This is our Savior, the one who would save us. Now, let me help set the scene for you a little bit more clearly, because it talks in these verses about crowds, about multitudes of people. You see, at this time of the year, in preparation for what would be Passover later on in the week, The Jewish people came from all over the then-known world to commemorate and celebrate Passover. So the city of Jerusalem was probably jammed with people. Not only those who lived there, but people like Jesus and the disciples who came from other areas. People who came from all over the world to honor this time of the year. So the city is just jammed. The hotels are filled. The streets are full of people. And all of a sudden, in the middle of all of this, this parade begins. And you see two multitudes in this picture. The whole city sees this parade coming with Jesus and his disciples. It says there was a multitude of people cheering on Jesus, declaring, this is our Savior, this is the Son of David who's come. And all all of these people are yelling out and screaming praise. But at the same time, it says there's another multitude of people And it's not like there's a multitude here and a multitude there. The multitude is all mixed together. And as this parade continues, people begin to leave the crowd and join the parade cheering, saying, yes, we know this man. He's been sent from God. He's our Savior. But in the middle of all that, there are people who don't know who Jesus is. They don't know his reputation. They don't know what he's been doing for the last three years. Many of them come from other parts of the world or other parts of Israel where they've not seen Jesus firsthand. And they begin to ask the question, well, who is this? Who is that guy? We hear the cheers. We see him riding on the donkey. But who is this guy? And this scene develops where people suddenly have an opportunity as they're cheering on Jesus to hear somebody say, who is this? Who is that guy? And it gives them a chance to stop and say, let me tell you who he is. Let me tell you what he's done for me: There were probably people in that parade that day who had once been blind. There may have been those who were cleansed of leprosy, who were now whole and healed and well. There are probably those there who, in months past, couldn't even have walked because they were paralyzed, but they'd been made whole and well by the power of Jesus. There were people who were lost in ugly lifestyles of sin from which Jesus had delivered them and liberated them. They're probably in the crowd as well. And they're having an opportunity to stop and say, let me tell you who he is. I know him well. Which brings me to this thought. We're talking today about two different scenes that create a season of praise. At this moment, Jesus passes through the city All these people are crying out, who is he? And others are answering, he's our Savior. We know who he is. In other words, Jesus and his disciples create this parade that turns into a time, a moment, a place of praise. You know, the last few weeks have been unusual weeks to say the least. I found myself about a week ago really struggling with this season. And I'll, I'll just be real honest with you. I, I kind of have my pattern of life. I kind of have my schedule laid out that's developed over the last several years. And I kind of know what I do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I, you know, I'm not the guy who's disciplined down to the minute, and down to the hour. But I know each week what has to be done. And I kind of have my pattern by which I live. And my world, my discipline pattern has been totally turned upside down. And It's been frustrating for me. Maybe it's because at my young age I've just developed my habits. But for whatever reason, it's been really difficult for me to adjust to this new season of when we do this and when we do that and how this happens and how that happens. Here at the Bridge Church, our lives have been turned upside down because we're doing church differently. We're an online church for a few weeks. But I found myself about a week ago struggling one day and I'll be honest, I was just almost fighting depression. And that's not me. I mean, I, I just don't struggle with that. I'm always happy, carefree, you know, expecting the best. I was struggling emotionally and I couldn't figure out what was wrong. And then one day I got alone for a while and I realized what was happening was in the middle of this unusual, sometimes difficult season, I'd stopped praising God. God this is an unusual season for you it might be a really tough season it might be a season where you're battling fear for the future maybe you've just lost your job maybe you don't know where the next dollar is going to come from maybe you're concerned about your children your wife everything else around you and you're wondering what's next let me ask you today if you would just stop in the middle of all of this and answer the question am i still praising God I got alone with God last week, two different days, two different mornings. I got alone for three or four hours, just got away from everything and just spent time relaxing, talking to God, taking my Sabbath time, spending time with him, giving him praise. And it's amazing how the heaviness lifted off of me and freed me and liberated me so that I could get back to being me and looking forward with faith and confidence rather than struggling in the moment with all the weight of what was happening around me. You know, God's a good God. He's got great plans for our lives. But turning every place in life into a place of praise is so very important. You know, I want you to do something with me today. Ask yourself, if I had been in the crowd in Jerusalem that day, as that parade went through the city, as people began to join the parade, as others cried out, who is this guy? If you had been in the crowd that day, where would you be? Would you be up in the walls of the city looking down from your window saying, what's going on? Or would you be one of those joining the parade saying, I know God, he's great. Let me tell you what he's done in my life. Would you be praising God or would you be questioning God? What's happening all around us see we as believers have an opportunity today to make a decision What we're going to do the psalmist said I will bless the Lord at all times We choose whether we praise God or whether we just sit back and watch things pass by I believe God's got everything in his hands Nothing catches him by surprise. I may not understand God does I may be confused. God is not I may not have all the answers God does and when I praise him, that puts me in a place where he can begin to work in my life and put me at ease with what's happening around me. Praise is so powerful and so important. Ask yourself, would I join the parade or would I watch in silence? What would my story be? What would I say about Jesus? Jesus. You know, the different Gospels record this story and every one of the uh, stories is recorded with a little different detail. It's interesting if you read Luke's uh, account of this story. Luke says that as Jesus passed through the crowd, the Pharisees, the religious folks, they scorned Jesus and they ridiculed him and they said, tell these people to shut up. They're declaring you're the Savior. Tell them to stop it. Be quiet. Jesus made this statement. He said, if these would hold their peace and be quiet, if they would do this, the very stones and rocks around them would begin to cry out praise to God. You know, you can find praise in any situation. You can find praise in any place if you'll just stop and consider the goodness of God. Whatever's happening in your life today, let me encourage you. Let it become a place of praise to God. Jesus said creation's about to explode with praise. How can people not join in? You may think creation is in mourning today. I'm going to tell you something. Creation is still praising God because God is in control of everything. Let's trust him with our lives today. If you read a little further in this account here in Matthew 21. It says, as the parade continued, it went into the temple and Jesus walked into the temple and children followed him. in. And, and even in that holy temple, children are singing out praise to God. Hosanna to Jesus. Hosanna. He's our savior. He's our king. And As they do this again, the Pharisees are saying, stop these children from doing this. But Jesus said, isn't it interesting that out of the, ma- the mouths of babes and children... Praise is perfected I want to encourage you there at home Teach your children to praise God Teach your children little kids songs of praise Teach them Bible verses of praise Put praise in your children's hearts Man, I'm going to tell you something There's nothing more precious than children Praising and worshiping and honoring God Teach your children to praise God Because it will make a big difference In their lives if they will learn that When they're young So turn every situation, every place into a place of praise. You know, everywhere Jesus went, praise followed Him. Even as He's preparing to go to the cross, praise is following Him. In every situation, in every place, praise is appropriate. If praise followed Jesus everywhere He he went in those days then why should it be any different at my house today? Let your house today become God's house. Make it a place of praise to God. And in this season, every day, carve out time. And I would suggest you do it first thing in the morning to just stop and put everything in right perspective and praise God for his goodness and his faithfulness. Instead of looking at what you don't have or what you're not holding on to or what you don't know, praise God for what you do have and what you do know. Give him thanks. and I guarantee you, God will turn the atmosphere of that moment around. Let your home, your life, every day be a place of praise. And number two, the second thing I want to show you, we're going to read from Luke chapter 7. The night before the great parade, the parade evidently happened on a Sunday, The day before, the evening before, sometime on that Saturday, there was something else significant that happened that I want to show you today. Look at Luke chapter 7. We're going to read a story that takes place in the house of a man whose name is Simon. Look at verse number 36, Luke chapter 7. Read with me and again, see the picture, put yourself in the crowd. Then one of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. Now this would have been on the Jewish Sabbath, on a Saturday. Verse 37. Behold a woman in the city who was a sinner. Notice the words. A woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil. It was an expensive bottle of perfume. She brought this oil, verse 38, stood at his feet behind him weeping. She began to wash his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. In verse 39, now when the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, or the Pharisee, Simon, we'll get to that in a moment. When the Pharisee saw this, he spoke to himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. We'll pick up the story a little bit later in in a couple of minutes here. But I want to share some thoughts with you. Look at this scene. This guy, Simon, invites Jesus to come to his house for a meal. Jesus comes in and sits down and frankly, he doesn't get treated very well by this man, Simon. Simon doesn't do the things you would normally do for house guests in those days. As this scene develops and unfolds, this woman comes in from outside the house. She's got a horrible, horrible reputation. She's carrying this expensive box of perfume, bottle, if you would, of perfume. Some believe that the value of that perfume might have been a a, a year's wages. What do you make in a year? What does your family bring in in a year? Imagine that bottle of perfume is worth what she would make in an entire year. But she comes in and she walks up behind where Jesus is and Scripture says she begins to weep and her tears spill out onto the feet of Jesus as she kneels before him. And the tears just soak his feet and she takes her very hair and begins to wash Jesus' feet. Now picture this. Those Bible days, they walked pretty much everywhere they went. He probably wearing sandals forever he's walked. I mean, feet get dirty on those dirt roads, especially wearing sandals. Jesus sits down and this woman comes to the dirty feet of Jesus and begins to wash his feet with her tears and with the hair of her head. She dries his feet. Then when his feet are cleansed, she turns, opens up that box, begins to pour it on Jesus and anoint even his feet with that costly perfume, one year's wages. Imagine that. I mean, notice the gratefulness in this woman's heart. With her tears, she washes his feet. With this expensive oil, she anoints him. She's broken before him because Jesus has accepted her in spite of her reputation. What an amazing Picture of worship. I mean in the first scene we see people running up and down the streets waving palm branches and throwing their clothes in the road. But here we see a woman coming in in the midst of a group of religious people and just pouring her heart out, worshiping Jesus. What a contrast in pictures. Who is this woman? Who is she? We don't know for sure. There are a lot of Bible scholars who have opinions or they think perhaps it was this one or that one. We don't know for sure exactly who it was. There may have even been two different scenes where this kind of thing happened. We don't know for sure who she was, but we do know her reputation was both well-stained and well-known. Yet she worships Jesus extravagantly with this costly perfume. I want to ask you a question today. What are you offering to God that costs you something? What kind of worship do you give to God where you're willing to bow at His feet and just even wash His feet? What are you willing to pour out that is so valuable to you that you've held on to, that you've saved up What are you willing to honor God with? How are we honoring God with the lives that we live? How are we worshiping God today? While all of this is happening, Jesus knows that there's a battle, there's a struggle going on in Simon's heart. You know, Simon's sitting over there thinking, doesn't Jesus know who who she is? He's supposed to be a prophet. And he's letting this sinful woman touch him. What in the world is wrong with this guy? And Jesus stops and tells Simon a story. I'm not going to read it, but I'm going to tell you the story. And we'll pick the story up later in these verses. Jesus said, Simon, there there are these two guys who owe a creditor some money. One guy, and I'm going to just use a simple illustration. One guy owes the creditor $500 and he can't pay it. This other guy owes the creditor $5,000 and he can't pay it. But one day the creditor comes to both of these men and says, you know what, I'm going to forgive your debt. You no longer owe me that $500 and you no longer owe me $5,000. I forgive your debts. Jesus asked Simon, Simon, which one of those guys do you think would be most grateful And Simon said, well, I suppose it would be the guy who was forgiven $5,000 because he was forgiven a greater debt. And then Jesus says to Simon, you know, Simon, that's exactly how it is with this woman. That's exactly how it is with this woman. She's been forgiven much. Now pick up the story in verse number 44. Jesus turned to the woman and said to Simon, you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water to wash my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You see, in those days, it was customary. If a guest came into your home, you always came and gave them water to wash their feet. Or maybe even if you were humbled, you would wash their feet for them. Jesus said, Simon, you didn't even wash my dirty feet. And this woman has come and washed my feet with the hair of her head. Verse 45, Simon, you gave me no kiss. But this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. Next verse. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, Simon, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then Jesus said to her, verse 48, your sins are forgiven. What an amazing picture. In Simon's own home, Jesus sets the record straight. Simon, you need to be more grateful for what God has done for you and for what God wants to do for you. You need to make this place a place of worship and a place of praise. You know, let's, let's just take a minute. Let's look at the judgment here. Let's look at what's going on in Simon's heart. As he's watching Jesus receive from this woman, you know, Simon says, man, doesn't he even know she's a sinner? You know, it's as if Simon has forgotten he's sinned in his life as well. He's forgotten the debt that might have been forgiven him and he's looking down on a woman who's lived a worse life than him, at least in his own eyes she has. It's an interesting picture. It brings me to consider some things. Can we really compare among ourselves the ugliness of our sins and then judge who deserves forgiveness and who doesn't? Are we really qualified to do that? I don't think so. You see, every sinner has a death sentence around his or her neck. But for the grace of God forgiving us, we would carry that into the next life. And here's this woman who's been forgiven much, broken before Jesus. And here's this Pharisee saying, well, I'm glad I'm not like her. How sad. Instead of joining the moment of worship, instead of getting over next to this woman and bowing down at the feet of Jesus and expressing his thanks... All he can do is judge this woman who might not be as well received in the community as himself. You know, the other Gospels paint this picture. And he's not only known as Simon, Jesus called him Simon by name. Some of the other Gospels call him Simon the leper. Evidently in his past, he had had leprosy. But he'd been cleansed he'd been made well we don't know how it happened but you know many people in those days carried a tag all of their lives Simon the leper Simon the man who'd had leprosy we know at this time he doesn't have leprosy because he's there in his home with people surrounding him people been nowhere near him if he'd had leprosy then but this man who'd had leprosy and had been cleansed perhaps even by Jesus This man who invites Jesus into his home still doesn't find a place to honor God for all that God has done for him. Even for cleansing him from the leprosy, he's still judging other people. Even in the privacy of his own home, he expresses no appreciation to Jesus, refuses to make it a place of praise to God. I love what Jesus said. He who is forgiven much loves much. Let me ask you today. Have you been forgiven of a lot? Has God overlooked and washed away a lot of your sin in your past? Has he washed it all away and you're free from it today? If so, every day of our lives should be a moment of praise and worship to God where we appreciate him for what he's done for us because he's continually washing us and cleansing us. You know, let's be careful. Let's be careful of judging others as fanatics when perhaps they have good reason for their extreme expressions of thanks to God. Let's join in every moment, every place, and make it a place of praise. Jesus extended forgiveness and peace to her and the woman went away with the peace of God. Life changed. God's done that for us and we need to be grateful for what he's done for us. Let me ask you today. Had you been there in that crowd, in the room at Simon's house? Had you been sitting at the table with the Pharisees or maybe just sticking your head in the door and the window to see Jesus and what was going on? If you'd been there in that small crowd that day, What would your posture have been how would you have responded to Jesus would you have joined the woman at Jesus feet or would you just have watched in amusement or in judgment what would my response have been how would I respond to Jesus presence in my life you know regardless of our past failures we all have so much for which to be thankful We need to learn to make every day a place of praise to God. In closing, I want to to share just a couple of final thoughts. You know, back in January, I did a series called The Box. We talked about taking the lid off of the box because we all put God in this box. Take the lid off and let God be bigger than He's ever been before in our lives. You know, one of the ways we take the lid off the box is through praise and worship. Praise just tends to change things. You know, praise is, first of all, an act of thanks to God for what He's done for us. But praise is also like a thermostat. Praise changes the temperature and the atmosphere all around us. Praise is also an invitation to God to come and be God in my circumstances. You know, in this season, this would be a great time for us to realize if we will praise God, it's an invitation for him to come and get involved in what's going on in our lives. We need God's help right now. Therefore, we need to be praising God because he inhabits. He comes and sits right on the praises that we give to him. You know, praise also creates an expectation of what God's going to do in our lives. It changes our attitude about everything around us. Praise is oftentimes the key to the prison doors that are holding us in. I found that out a few days ago when I got alone with God and began to praise Him. It's like the Prison doors came open and the the heaviness lifted off of me and I found myself realizing in the middle of this place I need to make it a place of praise and let God be big in my life. In this season, in my life, in your life, praise might be overdue. In just a moment we're going to praise God together. We're going to worship Him for a moment. I'm going to ask you, Right there where you are. Husbands, wives, teenagers, children maybe. Just gather around and let's just praise God together. There aren't special words of doing it. It's just a matter of being thankful for what God has done in our lives. You know, I can complain and I can poison the atmosphere around me. Or I can praise God and prepare the atmosphere for God's intervention. Let me read to you again what I quoted part of a few minutes ago from Psalms 34 verses 1 and 3. The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times and His praise shall continually, continually be in my mouth. Verse 3 of Psalms 34 says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Let's just take a moment right there right where you are. Let's just take a moment and let's praise God. Just join me if you would. Just go ahead and lift your voice right out loud. I want to lead you in a moment of praise. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your goodness, for your faithfulness. This is the day that you have made and we rejoice in this day. Father, even in unusual times in this unusual season in unusual circumstances we choose to make this place a place of praise to you so we lift our hearts we lift our hands and we say thank you father for all of your blessings thank you for every great thing you've ever done for us God you've been faithful so many times we lose track of all of your greatness but now we call things to remembrance and we say you have never failed us you have never let us down and we honor you today And Father, we ask you to come fill our homes, fill our offices, wherever we are. If we're listening to this in an automobile, fill this place with your presence as we praise you. Because God, you are great. You are greatly to be praised. And I honor you today. Father, I thank you for my blessings. I look around. I count it all. You have been so good. And I thank you because I know in this season you will not fail me. Father, the psalmist said it so well. I have been young and now I'm old yet in all my days I've never seen the righteous forsaken I've never seen God's seed out begging for bread. We thank you that you will continue to provide even in this unusual awkward season you will show up and be God in our lives. We thank you for this today in Jesus name. Amen. Now it just might be that you're listening to this and you thought well this is cool this is great and I really wish I could get more involved in that. Maybe the reality is you're not in relationship with God. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Maybe you've never asked Him to become the Lord of your life and you've just asked Him to come in, be involved. Maybe you've never done that. I want to pray with you today and I'm going to ask you to join me in this prayer. Let my faith become your faith. Let my prayer become your prayer. Let these words become your own words. Because you see, the truth is, God loves you so much that regardless of what's behind you, whether you're Simon, who's been a pretty good person, or whether you're that woman who comes in from the outside who's got a really sordid past, God will forgive you of all your sins. He'll bring you into his family and begin to teach you his ways. He loves you so much, he put his own son on a cross to pay for your sins that you could know him and join his family. I want to invite you to take that first step to ask God to come into your life and get involved. I want to lead you in this prayer. Just wrap your heart around these words. You might want to speak these words right out loud and just say, God, I believe. Let's pray together. Father, we love you today. I open my heart to you and I ask you to come into my life. I want to know you. I ask you to wash away all my sins. Everything that stands between you and me cleanse me. I want to know you. I want to be your son. I want to be your daughter. I accept Jesus as my Savior. I choose Jesus to become the Lord of my life. Teach me your ways and I will follow you. From this day forward, you are my Father. I am your child. Thank you for receiving me. Amen. Now just take a moment and express your thanks to God. Father, thank you today. Thank you for receiving me. Thank you for changing my life, giving me a brand new start and letting me know you. I walk into this new life of faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I want to encourage you today. Whatever's going on, make this place a place of praise, and let God be really big in your life. Now, before we finish right here, I just want to share one more quick thing, or actually two things. It's going to be an important week for all of us. We're going to be sending out some devotionals to remind you of what happened in the life of Jesus the week He went to the cross. It's going to be a great week. Friday night, we're going to have at 730, Good Friday service where we reflect on the cross and take communion together. And then Sunday morning, next Sunday morning, three services. We're going to celebrate online the greatness and the goodness of our God, the resurrection of Jesus. I want you to enjoy enjoy this season and join us for all of these things that we have planned. But finally today, before we go, last thing, I've been so overwhelmed the last two Sundays to be here with community care as we shared with those who are in need. This is a tough season for a lot of people. I've already heard a lot of stories, what's happening. We're hearing of more and more layoffs all around us, all across our nation, but right here at home as well. We established community care several years ago so that we could help minister to people in our community. We don't supply all of people's needs, but we supply basic food for people in this season and in every season I want to say two things about this today number one if you are in need we are here for you there is no reason to ever be ashamed of needing help there's no reason to come in embarrassment if you come and join the parade of people as they drive through and get their food we would love we would be honored to share with you The crowds have grown the last couple of weeks. More people are in need. If you have needs, please, please, you are our family. Let us help you in this season. Come if you have needs. We distribute food at 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings right here behind the Bridge Church in the back parking lot. You can just drive through. We'll give you the food. We'll pray with you and let you be on your way. Let us help you with food in this season. Please don't ever be ashamed to come and receive the blessings of other people. And as we provide for others, we're able to do this because of faithful people like you Those of you at the Bridge Church who call the bridge home, I am amazed at your faithfulness in this season. Thank you for giving to bless other people. Thank you for allowing us to take the gospel into people's homes and to share with ministries around the world. Thank you so much. I want to encourage you today, we're not giving in person, but you can give online if you haven't done that in the past and you're wanting to give today, you can set up your own account through the Bridge app or you can go online and do that however you choose. You can do it through your own bank. Thank you so much for giving, for honoring God and trusting Him in this season. Even in this unusual time, we're going to make this house a place of praise and we're going to bless others. God bless you. Have a great, great Sunday.
2: Thanks so much for joining us for Church Online. We want to stay connected with you in the days ahead, so be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms and the Bridge app for the latest updates. We will also be sending out devotionals during the week to stay connected and encouraged. And don't forget, Bridge Women will be meeting online Tuesday night at 7 p.m. And Bridge Youth will also be happening online Wednesday at 7 p.m. We love you, Church. We're praying for you, and we are with you during this season. We'll see you soon.